The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 0111911. Thanks, sir. It is a 5.06 on the Central Coast. It is Friday, January 13th, 2023. I'm Dave Congleton. I am thinking of the letter L, and I am seeing the letter L on one, two, three, four, five different things. I'm seeing the letter L in terms of Leslie Halls. During the 6 o'clock hour, Leslie Halls responds to Mayor Stewart. You might have heard that interview last night during the 6 o'clock hour. Leslie, who has lived in this community since 1978, wants to give her take on the slow life. So we invite you to stick around for that. L number two, this hour, last call. This used to be Friday nights at 6 o'clock. But now, under the new format, I can't commit to every Friday, but it is my goal that Friday at 5 o'clock we'll have our open line. Now, last week, we made room for Supervisor Jimmy Paulding. It was the anniversary show. If we have a special guest who's only available Friday at 5 or if there's a big breaking issue, uh, we'll go with that. But otherwise, last call, Fridays at 5. The third L, it's a double one. Uh, I mentioned yesterday we have picked up somehow a listener George Lee, who lives in Limerick, Ireland. And I don't, I don't think he has any connection at all to the Central Coast. I'm not even sure how he found us. But he is a former radio guy in Ireland, and he goes to bed listening to the show. Probably not the first guy I've ever put to sleep. But uh, George, welcome. It's been interesting getting to know you. And my partner Kathy and I have plans to visit Ireland later this year, so perhaps we'll get to meet. But in the meantime, uh, nice to have you. L number four, the lost boy, Kyle Doan, five-year-old who was swept away. Here's my message to some of you, those of you texting in today on the Stolberg-Tatum line. Knock it off. You weren't there. You don't get to judge the mother. You don't get to judge the passers-by who were able to rescue the mother. And you sure as hell don't get to judge the first responders who are risking their lives to do what they can. It is a tragedy. It is not going to have a happy ending. So don't sit there in the comfort of your home, and try to guess and second-guess what happened Monday morning. Shame on you. I can't even imagine what that family's going through. I can't imagine what the first responders are going through. I can't imagine what the rescuers are going through. I just can't even imagine it, and nor should you. So, really, just knock it off. Craig, how you doing, buddy? Wow, now I'm kind of bummed out. Five, the last L, 
I'm, I'm referring to Craig because Lisa Marie Presley passed away. Yeah. And you're our Elvis Presley resident scholar. And I'm struck by the fact that Tuesday night she was at the Golden Globes. Well, she's 54. Mm-hmm. And she was on TV. They were interviewing um, the guy who played Aust- um, Austin Butler, played Elvis. Yeah. And she kind of crashed the interview. And they talked to her for a while. Yeah, she looked terrible. Just awful. And not in an, like a mean way. Just no. You, when you saw when I saw her, I was very concerned because I saw, you know, the interviews and, you know, they're always talking about who won and whatever. And when I saw her, I'm like, wow. I, I It was a funny thing because when I saw it, I was thinking, wait, how old is she? Because I thought she was my age. But then when I saw her, she looked 20 years older. Easily. And I Easily. thought, wait, I thought she was like my age. Yeah. And then when I found out that she died and yes, indeed, she's like four years, five years older than me. And it was pretty surprising uh, what had happened. So she would have been born, what, about 1968, 69? Yeah, 68. All right. So she would have had, she would have been about 10 when Elvis died. Nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah, she was nine. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of weird. One, just as a person, it kind of, you know, makes me think of uh, my own mortality to think somebody in my age group uh, died. And, I kind of maybe feel there was more to it than just natural causes, you know. The, but it was cardiac arrest. Yeah, cardiac arrest from yeah whatever. Yeah, and the fact that she had looked so uh, bad prior to that, you know, who knows? But uh, that's one thing that went through my head. And another thing was the fact that she was this living connection to Elvis. And I'm just such a huge Elvis fan. Sure, it's half. It's very serious, but it's also in fun too because. It's Elvis is part of the fifties, kind of like that mid-century life that was so traditional, and people and always 60s. look back on yeah. the sixties. But he was really the that icon of the fifties and early sixties, and uh, so that connection to that past is is gone. See, all I really know about her is that she was married to Michael Jackson, and she was married to Nicolas Cage. I think she was married four times. Yeah, four I, times. She was a singer. Yeah, uh, but when she was a singer, I always looked at it like people expected it of her, and people were were around her and said, "Hey, you should do this." And she's like, "Ah, why not?" But kind of like Billy Joel's daughter. Yeah, I don't. I don't think she ever had the really the drive. She didn't need to. And in fact, uh, one time I actually met Nicolas Cage, and it was funny because in my head I wasn't meeting Nicolas Cage. I was meeting the guy that married Elvis's daughter (laughs) because of that connection to Elvis. I'm like two steps away from the king. And that's what it was when I met Nicolas Cage. And I knew he was a huge Elvis fan as well. We actually talked about that, uh, you know, our love of Elvis when, I, when we ran, were hanging out. All right. Those are our five L's. Let's do this. Let's break away. We will come back, open up the phone lines. It's our open line. You can call in, text in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Dave Congleton, Craig Hill, that equals Hometown Radio. I remind you that we will be away on Monday, but we invite you to tune in and enjoy a Best of Dave. And then we'll be back with you on Tuesday. We've got travel writer Tom Wilmer. Paul Lewis will be joining us, causing trouble, as only Paul can do. A week from today, we have a Cal Poly professor Sarah Bridger. As you know, um, 
Cal Poly is in the middle of shifting over from a quarter system to a semester system. Professor Bridger does not like that idea. She will explain why. It is a Dave Congleton show where we go to the Stolberg Tatum text line. Thanks, Dave, for your response about the tragedy of Kyle and his family and rescuers. It's traumatizing for all concerned for the rest of their lives. You're right to say shame on you for texts which criticize. That's simply cruel. Well, thank you, Susan, for understanding that. I just I just can't imagine that situation. Anyway, we uh, throw up the phone lines, 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. If you never heard the open line, it's really simple. Uh, we've gone through, I think, a pretty darn good week of local hometown radio. But maybe there's something we haven't had a chance to talk about or something you want to talk about more. So you can call in and say hi. You can ask a question. You can promote an event. You can comment on an issue that we covered this week or anything we've talked about today. Or if there's a totally different issue that you want to talk about, that's fine, too. It's up to you. 805-543-8830. Let's start with Scott on KVEC. Hey, Scott. Hello, Dave. Hey, Scott. Um, so this will be the first day, first day of the year we had um, uh, last call. Yes, sir. So you're the first caller. You're the first caller on last call for the new year. Congratulations. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I, I'm just driving here, and uh, I just pulled over. I was going to get a sandwich over High Street Deli, but there's too many people there, so I'm just going to skip it. So I pulled over and said, "I need to talk to Dave." That's more important. I appreciate that. Um, I didn't know High Street Deli was open for dinner. Yeah, they close at five thirty. Okay. But, you know, people rush in there. They want the the discount, but it's not really a discount anymore. And, and the other thing is they moved the tables outside. So the, there's no tables inside anymore. I don't know why they did that. Why but would you want to eat outside it. on t- like a night like tonight? Yikes. I don't know. It, the, you know, the, the owners have done a really fabulous job, but I hope they're not going woke on me, you know. Um, but they're going to build another place in Foothill. And once in a while, I'll go in there and get a sandwich. You know, I used to be Westbrook's. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, that closed already? Yeah. That didn't last long. Uh, that, that was a long time ago. It's like 80s, you know? Oh, no, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of this, uh, the other place. Never mind. Yeah, there was two Westbrook's, one by Fatty's Pizza, and there was High Street Deli, which was Westbrook's before. You know, real and calling is you just said something about a professor that's coming on. A week from today, P- Professor Bridger will be here a week from today to talk about the Cal Poly conversion from quarters to semesters and why she thinks that's a terrible idea. Yeah, I agree. You know, Dave, did you go to college in a semester and a quarter? I went to, well, it's funny, when I went to, for my undergraduate, it was quarters, and then when I went for my master's, it was semesters. So I've experienced both. Did you have preference? Well, as a student, it's better for quarters because, A, it's shorter, and, B, you can take more classes. You know, you're taking exactly. you're taking four classes in the fall and four classes in the winter and four in the spring, so you get more variety. I agree. I agree. A lot of those classes at Cal Poly in the business department where I spend most of my time, a lot of those classes are going to be gone. You know, I like the variety. Plus, they they picked out some um, um, departments that I I was an international business student 
but that program is gone. I don't know why they kicked it out, but, you know, that's going to affect the school. I don't know why they're doing it. I think it's more of a money issue. Well, that's exactly but, what, why it is. They're under orders. From what I have been told, and Professor Bridger can elaborate next week, but what I've been told is that Cal Poly is under pressure from the CSU to make the change. Yeah, and what it's going to do to the town in the long run. You know, if, if you can squeeze in four quarters, that, that will definitely uh, burn you out. But I know a lot of people that did it. I did it. It burned me out. But semesters just couldn't get things done. It just took forever. You know, 18 weeks versus nine weeks. I mean, do the math. No, it's harder to you teach, know? too, because you got to take a class and you got to stretch it out. you got to stretch it out. And I found Quest to be more harder than Cal Poly. Would you believe that? No. I and, you know, really? So, um, yeah, you know, what's I was going to ask, you know, did, did you guys, you were talking about Maria Presley. Did you, did, did uh, Craig, did you have an inkling that maybe that the vaccine, if she's had a vaccine, that this might be something new about a heart attack because the football player and, and a lot of people are dropping dead of heart attacks? Whether this is a discussion, what? you remember the gal you had in here from uh, Columbia University? What was yeah. her name? Dr. Philbin. Uh, yeah, right. I'd like to see yeah. her talk about that if you ever yes, she'll talk be, to her again. Yeah, she'll be back with us. Uh, Craig, I have a feeling that Lisa Marie Presley had a rough life in terms of drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I mean, she didn't... Uh, a lot of these people... Now, that that is definitely something that's interesting with all these young people who are just dropping dead uh, from heart issues. Uh, but she's not in that boat. One, not age-wise, but also... You could see on her face that something was going on. Well, didn't Elvis have heart issues? Uh, well, I think he had bacon issues. Yeah, but I mean, what, what, his, his lifestyle affected his heart. Yeah, but yeah. he had tons and tons of drugs in his system. Yep. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think the weight gain was uh, having to do with uh, heart failure. But it, you could say, oh, well, her, her dad died of heart failure or something like that. But his was really just the end result of years of drugs. Former city councilman in San Luis, Bill Roman, dropped dead of heart attack at 52. Wow. You know, I mean, it. Yeah. some people just have yeah. bad hearts. I'm not yeah, sure. I wouldn't know, say it has anything to do with the vaccine, Scott. No. Well, yeah, I think it should be something that it should be investigated, you know, the conspiracy theories, because, you know. Well, well um, let's the, wait. The let's in, wait to see what the autopsy says. Right. Why don't we just more King Hill? If what? King Hill was still here, this would be a great. Well, not it'd be a good topic, but I, to bring up Elvis Presley. I you think know? you mean King Harris. King Harris. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was wondering, sorry my, who's that. King Hill? I don't know who that is. Wow. <laughs> I'm just. It's it's Friday. You know. Yeah, well, listen. Uh, I'll let the other callers come in, uh, and I, you guys have a wonderful weekend, and hopefully, stay dry. Thank you very much. All right, Scott. Thank you. Enjoy your sandwich wherever you find it. Yeah, I don't see this really tying into no. uh, that, she, uh, the she, other things. She led on. a very hard life. I'm not trying to judge her. I'm just offering a possible explanation. Yeah. If you, we, we both saw the video. Tuesday night, she was at the Golden Globes. Yeah. She's 54. She looked 74. Yeah, she looked awful. So there was something going on prior to that. So that's how we do the open line for people who have never heard it before. It works when people call in or text in. Either way, you know, Craig and I, we're here. We get paid regardless. 805-543-8830. You can call in. You can text in. Something you want to ask us, something you want to talk about, something you want to promote. That's the purpose of the open line. Have you been keeping up with all the uh, young people dying of heart 
issues like instantly on the field? No. That's been uh, unbelievable. You should uh, do a little research. I'll, I'll come up with something for you. I mean, just athlete after athlete, young, very uh, well, very good in shape, uh, young students just dropping. And, and what then, are they blaming it on? What are they pointing to? That's the to? thing is there's nothing that's been pointed to, but for some reason there is, I mean, just a sudden rash. And we do know that one of the side effects of, as Scott was saying, the COVID thing was uh, heart arrhythmia, heart issues. And so, and the fact that not that the... Uh, Vaccines didn't get a full, thorough inspection. Who knows? Well, but, but, but it's the fact spread, that but now we're spreading conspiracy. Theories. That's not a conspiracy. That's two issues that are going on. We know that's a factor in uh, that it does cause heart issues. That's a fact, and we know that young people it affects young people, and that young people are dying. It seemingly how, how, at how a many, higher rate that are in really good shape. How many have died? Uh, it seems to be like thirty, forty, like what? on on the field. How many? How what? often does that happen? What? Yeah, on the field. I want a statistic on that. I, I can't believe there's been that many. Well, see, this is where we need Mitch Massey. I'm not saying in the last week, but over the past year, there have been. That seems high. Many, many, many. This is where we need Mitch Massey. But now, Mitch, who's been our go-to guy on sports since he's taken the job now at Hearst Castle with the foundation, um, I don't know if we can use him for sports anymore. I think so. I mean, he keeps up on sports. I was well, but he may not. I was wondering if he was going to talk about the uh, the football player for the Bills who had to be resuscitated on the field. Right, but now he now made, that's a different issue. Yeah, but now he made a recovery. Yeah, well, he he's not dead or his heart's not thawed, but I don't know that he's fully recovered. Well, he's released from the hospital. He's at home. Yeah, but I I don't think he's going to be playing anytime soon. Yeah, he could well be done. Well, heck, we could well be done. Hmm. All right. Hmm. Well, maybe we don't do last call. No, I think we should. Everyone knows we're up against the clock right now, so they're waiting until the other side of the break, and then they're going to start flooding in with the calls. Hmm. Hmm. And it'll give me time to do a little uh, research, a little break research. Uh, Yeah, I want to know how many young people have dropped dead as football players in the last five years. Well, since since, since the link is trying to be made to the vaccine, how, how many in the last three years? I would say in the last two years, really, since people have gotten back to activities. You got a phone. Well, but I'm also, I can't be like Googling like, yeah. I'm gonna give hey you, Siri, how many? Of the, you, you, know. you got five minutes. Yeah. All right. Here we go. We've got California headline news and ABC radio news. Craig will update us with time saver traffic and weather together. Then uh, we'll spend another half hour inviting you to participate. We're going to keep this going. It's called Last Call. It's our Friday night open line. It is back, and we'll be back in a couple minutes. Stay with us. KVC News Talk Time is now 534. I'm Dave Congleton. Let's take a call. Here's our buddy Kirsten Rambo checking in. Kirsten, how are you today? Hey, I'm great, Dave. How are you doing? I'm all right. What's new and exciting? 
Well, what's new and exciting is uh, my friend is coming to town. So if people are ready to take a break, there she's a she's a New York Times bestselling author. She writes young adult fiction. Her name is Maureen Johnson, and yeah. she's on a national book tour, and she'll be signing books and doing a reading at Barnes and Noble this Sunday at three. This Sunday at three o'clock. How many books has she written? She's written uh, maybe about twelve. Really? Okay. Like All right. So she's big time. She, yeah. Yeah. Hope, she's big time. I she's hope my, she's able. I hope she's yeah. able to get here. <laughs> What's that? I hope she's able to get here. I know, and she's coming from New York. Um, oh. <laughs> But she's on her way. I think she made it to Texas already. So, um, yeah, her books are are really fun. A lot of them are young adult. This latest one is young adult. It's called um, Nine Liars, and they're murder mysteries. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And she's been, like, one of my BFFs since we were eight years old. Really? So you grew up together? Yeah, we sure did. Are you surprised that she became a writer? You know what's crazy, Dave, is, like... I knew when we were in fourth grade, I knew that she was going to be a writer. It wow. sounds crazy, but she's really good, and she just has always been a really good writer. Has she been here so, before? No, I'm not surprised at all. Has she been here before? She has, but just, just like, not on a book tour, but just okay. to visit me. You know, so, like just to yeah. send stuff. So. so this is the first time she's coming as an author. Yes, yes. Uh, the first time she's coming on official business. <laughs> right, yeah. So Sunday yes. at 3 o'clock, go to the Barnes & Noble and say hello and buy a book from best-selling young adult author Maureen Johnson. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, a couple of her movies have been, uh, sorry, her books have been made into movies. Really? And, um, Such as? Yeah, if you saw that Cruella DeVille movie that Disney put out a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, she wrote the book for that, and um, there was another one called Let It Snow that was on Netflix that she wrote with John Green and another young adult author. So, anyway, and she's fun. Yeah. Fun. All right. Yeah. Sunday at 3 o'clock. That's More. the scoop. You got it. All right. Kirsten, thank you. Appreciate you checking in. Alan's in St. Louis on KVEC. Hi, Alan. Hey, Dave. Hey. I wanted to give you an idea. Since Mitch Massey is not available, you've had on that data scientist before. That might be the person to check on the heart attack data. Oh, Rick's, Rex Briggs? Okay, yes. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Craig, you know, Craig, what's the one you found? What's the stat you found? Oh, the in Newsweek from uh, October, analysis showed an increased risk of cardiac-related death among uh, men 18 to 39. Uh, and the thing I was looking for was it's been shown that there is an increased risk of myocarditis mm -hmm. uh, in young people uh, from the uh, mRNA vaccines. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be negligible, but just the fact that we are having so many young people, right here, uh, Jake West, Zach Margo, and Mark Mayfield, all died on the field of sudden cardiac arrest, and these are all top-notch athletes. Yeah, but how many of them were vaccinated? Uh, probably 
All of them. Well, we don't know. No, we don't know. But, okay. Well, but, but the idea. But that's key, my friend. Hold, uh, pump your brakes. This we're here to we're here to generate phone calls. Well, so no, no, no. We're here to be legitimate here. We are legit, well, and these are legitimate concerns. Here's a political, uh, but here's political fact. And they say we have debunked similar claims that said uh, this talks about professional athletes were supposedly collapsing due to heart issues brought on by the COVID nineteen vaccines. Uh, there is no credible evidence to support it, and they asked the. They they said in the in the case of the of the college students, they had either there's no proof that they hadn't been vaccinated or there had been family history. So it's just, it's open to discussion. Yeah, it is definitely open to discussion. That's right. why I want to discuss it. All right, Alan, what yeah. what do you want to say? Well, that's what I want to say is don't either promote it as conspiracy or squash it because it doesn't fit your theory. That's a nature of not science, but the way it's interpreted. People will dump data that doesn't fit what they want it to say. And that's why we want open discussion. That's why we have an open line. Alan, thanks for checking in. Jennifer is on KVEC. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Dave. Hey, Jennifer. And so I was just going to say you started to bring up some of the things that were going through my mind about, well, we actually don't know any of these um, athletes' vaccination status for sure. The other thing that we don't know is if they had COVID uh, already. What we do know about COVID at this point is that I don't know that we know this is true for everybody, but for some people, the virus migrates out of the respiratory system and into the bloodstream, and then it goes into every single organ in the body, and it seems to still be there months and months and months later, potentially. So we don't know if this is something that COVID created. We don't know if it's something that the vaccine created, and we don't actually know if we have more athletes that are having a problem or if we just have more attention paid to to it when it happens. Which means we should so be talking about it more. We should be talking about it. They should be investigating it, but we really need some solid facts to go on rather than a lot of conjecture before we come up with any, you know, um, before, we don't want to just have a a theory and go down that road, we want to actually have some hard, hard science to go with it. Yeah, try just not to scare people while having a discussion. Right. There we go. Jennifer, thank you. 805-543-8830. It's our open line. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about. Don's in Arroyo Grande. Hey, Don. Hi, Dave. Hey, Don. According to the Kevin Jackson Network... Uh, between March 2021 and March 2022, that's one year, 769 athletes collapsed on the field during a game, and they were all due to cardiac arrest. And the average age was 23 years old. I'm sorry, who is Kevin Jackson? I don't know. You just asked for the data, okay. and right. that was the data that I found. Okay. Um, and with respect, Dom, my initial reaction is, well, that's data, but I don't know how re- legitimate it is because I don't know who this Jackson guy is. Yeah, but it's still a huge number. It's not 50 or 60. 
it's 769. And like you're saying, you'd have to delve into the data to find out, you know, what the reality is. But the number itself is just phenomenal. I mean, that's a huge number. Craig, do you accept that number, 769? Is that how you're, how many you're thinking? Well, I, I would have to say I would chalk a lot of that up to maybe other issues. I don't know. But I do well, know yeah, that I've I, observed I, it. And it probably is, and it's all athletes. It's not just pro athletes. So, you know, high school, college, uh, you know, semi-pro, whatever. I mean, that's all athletes. But the biggest thing is nobody has, or not nobody, but very few cases have had autopsies. And the autopsies that have come about have mo- mostly come about because the morticians were the ones that were finding problems. Why wouldn't there be more autopsies? I would think if my high school kid died, I'd want to know why. A lot of them have been uh, brushed brushed aside. There haven't been sufficient autopsies to get data of the type that you're asking for. You know, what are the statistics on the numbers? And the autopsies that were performed came about because the morticians were unable to push fluids through. What's the name of the network again? Uh, This is the Kevin uh, Jackson network. The other ones I found, there was pictures and pages and pages, and you'd you'd have to add it up manually and figure it out. This was the only one that I saw that actually had numbers in a short order. Fair enough. All right, Don, thank you. Have a good weekend. Vita is in Los Osos on KVEC. Hi, Vita. Yeah, hi. I just want to comment, too. Um, And, of course, I don't know the specifics, but I do know, uh, number one, a sudden death, particularly a young person, requires an autopsy. That's mandated by law. And I know it is in the state of California. I would imagine it is in every state. I would think so. Uh, Autopsy, they would identify myocarditis. That is easily identified because the tissue and the heart is inflamed, and also the blood work would show an elevated sed rate, which is an inflammatory factor, and it would have to be horrifically elevated. So I don't believe that they have confirmed cause of death in those cases, and I'm having a hard time believing that autopsies were not done particularly young people. Uh, I, you know, I had to sign off on that kind of stuff in the hospital, and I remember all sudden deaths were mandated. Basically any age, by the way. Yeah, but I, 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 I would think if my, my teenager died, I'd want to know what happened. Right, and it's not really up to the parents. It's a law. It isn't even up to the parents. It has to be done. So, yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of speculation here. I, I, I just don't find it very convincing. I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm glad to hear from you, Vita. Thank you. Uh, we've got Tony in a Tascadero on KVEC. Hey, Tony. Hey. hey. Uh, happy Friday to you all. Happy Friday. Uh, so the, uh, here's the other thing, too, about uh, potential vaccine status is that most of the colleges, most of the uh, schools, most of the uh, players and stuff like that, and you remember those people who didn't want to get the shot, those people were vaccinated. Uh, were they boosted and vaccinated and so forth? So the simple fact is, is if you go back in a couple of years and you look at the deaths and you look in the, the last couple of years, I mean, maybe, maybe something there, but they need to investigate it a little bit because it seems to be happening too often 
and these kids are uh, younger people are dying like that. So well, what is causing it? Well, but we need to know exactly how many. Craig, you had like three examples. Well, that was just three that I pulled up from there, and it right. was in this one small area uh, to have three kids, you know, die uh, on this kind of the same thing. Right, just but, was odd. But that. It begs the question that we're talking about with with uh, Jennifer earlier. Did they were they vaccinated? Do they come from a family with a history of heart issues? There's this rush to judgment. Oh, it must be because of the vaccination. We don't know. No, and that would be a very good statistic is to say, okay, this person was triple vaxxed. This person was not vaccinated. But a lot of the uh, players and so forth had to be vaccinated to be able to play so in some states yeah in some states sure maybe in some states not i don't know yeah but but that'd be a very interesting uh follow-up anyway right and 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 this is worth the discussion. I'm glad we're having the discussion now. I'm just asking people to do their research. I appreciate, for example, Don calling in, but I've never heard of Kevin Jackson or the Kevin Jackson Network. So I'm not I'm I'm not ready to pronounce. Oh my God, we have truth now. I've never heard of this guy. No, and you're exactly right. You'd have to delve into it a little bit and try to figure out fact from fiction, and uh, just take a look at the, like you said, the data. Let's bring everything together. This person's age. And just unfortunately, you have to be truthful with it so that people know if that's what's happening. But yes. you got to look a little further. But the question, as we thank you, Tony, is what is the if? If it is true, that's a pretty big if. Thanks for checking in. Ted's in Napomo. Hey, Ted. Hey, Dave. Hey, I have Ted. a question. I just got the tail end of, and I don't know if it's too late to talk about it, it's Caltrans and the cones. Yeah. There's a shortage of cones, according to my guest last hour. Well, that could be, but there's five different companies in the San Luis Obispo area that supply all kinds of signs, cones, you name it. But the question I have is Caltrans for the last year had been renting brand-new trucks, pickups, big trucks, from United Rentals by the month. If they can afford to rent them, why can't they buy more cones? Well, Ted... Um the boys from Caltrans were supposed to be here this week, but obviously they had a good excuse why they couldn't make it. They're going to be with yeah. us a week from Monday at 5 o'clock. I will okay. make a note to ask that question, but it would be great if you could call in and ask them the same question, because I think it's legitimate. Yeah, it is, because, I mean, I see at least a half a dozen, like I say, pickups, four-wheel drives, and two tons, three-ton trucks. United Rentals on the side, then a little Caltrans sticker to the side. Mm. Those aren't, you know, those aren't cheap to rent. A week from Monday. Thank you, Ted. All right, uh, let's ta- let's bring back some people that we heard from earlier in the show. Uh, we're back with Jennifer. Hey, Jennifer. Hi, this is Rick. This huh? is Jennifer. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. We got Rick. Hey, Rick. Say uh, just two quick local things and then a question for Mr. Science. Well, he's but Mr. Science can't answer the question. So yeah, give maybe me the, later, though. Give, give me the two quick things. Okay. Oh, that was such live drama radio when you, when you interviewed the developer from Los Osos who was con- going against the two women earlier yeah. about the development. You, you talk and, about Jeff, and Garth uh, called in but, 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 and okay. asked a real hardball question. Oh, that okay. was dramatic. That was I Jeff didn't Edwards. Want to tell you that. Yeah. And then I, I, today I bought a vintage Mission Indians baseball jersey. 
uh, at an antique store. It used to belong to a guy named Jerry Perry. I really, it's just like new. But it was his. And then the other thing, I, I'm wondering, I've been capturing rainwater, you know, and, and drinking it. And I heard a thing on Coast or uh, Real America Stories where a guy in Texas, he did that and got rich. But I'm just wondering, is it, it oh, it tastes good that when you drink that rainwater. And I just yeah. wondered if Alan had anything to say about that. Well, we'll find out. All right. I would imagine. Craig, you can drink rainwater, can't you? Why not? Yeah, I mean, as long as it's fresh. I mean, yeah. not sitting in a barrel somewhere. Yeah, as long as it's not coming out of all the sewage. Yeah. All right, Rick, uh, thank you. I think we found uh, Jennifer. Let's try again. Jennifer, you're there? Yes, I Hi, am. Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. <laughs> so um, I thought that it was kind of a, a shocking uh, statistic that the fellow said, uh, 700, more than 700 deaths. Um, but and he, he said in just this one year, um, but what he didn't uh, tell us was, well, how many deaths occur most years? Um, or actually, he, I don't know that he said deaths. Incidents are dropping on the field, which doesn't necessarily mean that they died. It, you know, an incident is not a death. So, um, but anyway, if we really want to look at it, you would need to go back like maybe 10 years and look each year how, you know, how many do, do incidents do you have you'd, in that kind you'd, of way? You'd have to compare and, pre-COVID to COVID, post-COVID. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have to not just pull one pre-COVID year. You have to look at a range of pre-COVID years because there may be some years, statistically, where there just are more people and other years where there are very few. Um, and so, and and then there's the, um, oh, I lost my train of thought, so I'm maybe sorry. it wasn't that important. All right, Jennifer, so, thank you. Okay. Have a good weekend. All right, Rick, you wanted Mr. Science. Here he is. Mr. Science, can I drink rainwater? I have no problem. I mean, as long as the rainwater doesn't come off the roof, because you realize all that's on that roof first. Are you sure? Yeah. But, I mean, if it's just collected, shall we say, from the sky, I don't see a problem. All if right. you were in an industrial area, I'd be more concerned. But around here... In Templeton. He could go yeah. outside yeah, and, that's right. so and open I wouldn't his see mouth any problem and with do rainwater. it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Let me get to Jill in a task and arrow. Hey, Jill. Jill. Hey, Hi. 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 Um, so I'm a local critical care nurse, and I just wanted to weigh in on the athletes dropping on the field. Yes. So myocarditis is a completely different diagnosis and cardiac issue than something that blocks your coronary arteries and causes a heart attack. That's the first thing. The second thing is a lot of the younger athletes don't have baseline EKGs done, and that's because they're young. And so what happens is there's a lot of genetic cardiac issues that you don't pick up until somebody just drops on the field or drops in a grocery store and drops dead. And the third thing is with autopsies, the reason a lot of autopsies aren't done is because who is going to pay for the autopsy? Bingo. Yeah. So typically the families 
don't have the money to pay for the autopsy. But Vita, who's a retired nurse, called in earlier, Jill, and she said in California it's required. Right. Uh, can you can you hear me, Jill? Oh, now I can hear you. Okay. Hi. So Vito is saying that that autopsies are required in California. Uh, they are not. Mm. They are not. Um, if uh, somebody has not seen a physician for a long time, then there's discussion about getting an autopsy done. Um, but if if uh, a patient has a diagnosis and has an issue and dies, a ho- autopsy isn't necessarily needing to be done. Mm. So what's your take on, on the people who are claiming that all these young people are just dropping on football fields? Are you aware of this? Yeah, and I think the numbers in the 700s, if you look at all the athletes, that's probably... Um, not out of the realm of possibility because of genetic cardiac conditions that go undiagnosed. All right, but these are people who are just dropping, not dying, right? Well, some are dropping, and if there's a defibrillator close by, they they don't die. And then some will just die. They get a lethal arrhythmia, uh, and they die. But do you have any idea, Jill, how many of these young athletes have actually died? I don't. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to keep that in perspective. All right, Jill, thank you. Before I take the break, uh, I'm being told on the Stolberg-Tatum text line that the county of San Luis Obispo has issued an evacuation warning for Oceano, north of the levee, south of Wilshire Avenue, Pier Avenue, and Highway 1, east of Strand, as well as north of Highway 1, west of 21st Street, Here's what I'm going to suggest that you do. If you're living in Oceano and you can hear me, go immediately to the county website and get the details. But it sounds like they're issuing an evacuation warning for Oceano now. This is Hometown Radio. We are off to ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with time saver traffic and weather together and then get ready to Leslie Hall's. 31 years, she is one of the top five guests ever. She's about to prove why she is so special. I'm Dave Congleton. This is Hometown Radio. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.